Welcome to the Grace Church Conversations podcast, a weekly resource to help you apply Sunday to Monday. I'm Jared. And I'm Rob. Rob! Yes. You're back. How are you? Back again. Dude, how was your week? back. How was your week since we last spoke words to one another? How has my week been? Well, we had the weekend and then you preached and that was really excellent. You did a great job there. Thank you. Yeah. It was great. It was really very helpful. enjoyable. And yeah, thank you. You want to know something funny that happened to me since last uh, time, since the last podcast? I'd love to hear it. All right. Well, I have gotten multiple comments about what we what we said about Craig, about his uh, star, his, you know, kind of secret. On the, on his, the last podcast? Yeah. How so he his, opened it up? Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, the secret Star Wars uh, fanaticism that Craig harbors in his heart. And then we also touched on, um, you know, his Lord of the Rings marathons uh, and, yes. you know, his parties that he, he hosts. Um, and what were the questions? What were the, the concerns? Well, th- they weren't so much concern. Well, there was one concern. Um, so one person <laughs> said that we need. <laughs> Do we need to clarify? We're going to need to clarify. But first, I, w- I just want to share this. One person said that we need to uh, prank Craig so that when he returns from from wherever he goes during the summer, that like the inside of his house will be decorated in all kinds of Star Wars stuff. I agree with this. I think it'd be hilarious. <laughs> uh, but here's the funny thing, guys, is we were totally kidding. Totally kidding. It was. It's such a joke between me and Rob because I have multiple times made points to Craig about, I don't know, saying something about Star Wars and jabbing at him with Star Wars as if he secretly loves Star Wars because he has he numerous times called me childish for how yes. how much I love Star Wars and we'll talk about it. Like I, I've gotten pretty good at not talking about it very much, but then I'm around Rob and yes. you, you and me talk about it. It's An fun. inside joke is his aversion to science fiction <laughs> yes. and Hobbit stuff. Yes. And <laughs> no, so here's the thing is I think on the one side, Star Wars, he he mocks me and calls me childish for it, which he's that's kind of a joke too. He doesn't mean that I'm I'm a child. He does. I cry on the inside when he says it. But here's the thing: is this is really cool. He has respect for Tolkien. He has respect he does. for absolutely. He uh, does. You know, he See, he read the books. I yeah. didn't actually read the books. I did just, you not? I, I did not. I, I tried, I, but all the names. I'm just yeah, yeah. yeah. Can we move? All, can we move this thing forward? Can yeah. somebody just hit the edit button on these? It's interesting, man. I finally <laughs> listened to them on audiobook, and that's how I got through them. And it was nice. good. Yeah, it was nice. helpful. So, anyways, yeah. So, cool. so no, Craig does not host Star Wars not, marathons sadly, during no. the summer and that he was a does joke. not yeah big joke and he does not have Lord of the Rings parties so that's to clarify you know what he <laughs> has now that I'm remembering he has we, when we've got on topics like this and, and, and I'm mocking him and he's mocking me he has said he loved Heath Ledger's version of the Joker oh who didn't though yeah so he said as, that was hands down the, the best like comic book villain yeah. he'd ever seen. On oh, film. so good. Totally agree with that. Oh yeah, for sure. Who so can, he's back who in. He's he, in the he he's is. in the club. He's he is. In the, it's, he's mean, in the nerd club. Yeah, somewhere for sure. S- somewhere in there. Yeah, he's the one in the closet, like <laughs> sipping juice and calling everyone else childish. <laughs> but he's still there. Exactly. So. He's in there. He's in the closet. <laughs> it's like, dude, yeah, you right. can mock us, but That's you're right. here too. <laughs> exactly. Right. That's right. Absolutely. But anyways, yeah, big joke. It, it's funny too because Sarah listened to last week's episode and she was just like, okay. Like we need to you're going to confuse people. Yeah. I was like, I think most people know, can figure out that that's a big joke. Sure. Uh, but then she was like, what about new people of the church? They're going to be confused. I'm like, 
Is someone saying like a person is not qualified for ministry because they like Star Wars? No, Come I had on, somebody dude. encouraged by that. On yeah, Sunday. exactly. They, they said, it draws people to the that. Lord. I didn't exactly. know that, that Craig made, you know, Hobbit cookies Are you and serious? spoke Elvish. <laughs> 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 I said, well, that was a joke. But oh, man. There's always so hope funny. for the future. So, the, we'll, yes, we'll, we'll get him. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right, man. Well, that was, yeah, that was good. Well, we did get uh, some questions this week. Before we jump in, just want to remind you guys you can text in your sermon related questions to 469 573 2920, and we'll endeavor to answer them here on the podcast. Um, so, this week we got a really good question. Here we go. I'm just going to go ahead and read it off. Hi, thank you for answering questions. You're welcome. You are welcome. Yes. Do you mean to say that the church family should take priority over the biological family? I'm thinking of the idea in Mark 7, 9 through 13. I've always understood this to mean that we have responsibility to prioritize the needs of our family over even our church family. Can you speak to this in Mark in the context of Sunday's message? That is a very, very good question. So I'm really, I really am appreciative of the person for texting that in and and just asking that because uh, I believe I, I made the point in in the message on Sunday that uh, it's not about family first, that there's nothing distinctly Christian about putting your family first. And what I was speaking to in that is kind of the cultural idea of putting family first. The city, we live in a city where everything is about family first mm. and, and it really it's all about your kids and helping your kids achieve their dreams. And, and often that's you achieving your dreams through uh, and vicariously through oh, your kids right. achieving dreams. So that was sort of a little bit of the context of why I was saying family first, but but it's a very good question because family is important. Um, yeah. It's important to Jesus, it's important to the New Testament. And, uh, and in Mark seven, it, it specifically says this, and he said to them, you have a fine way of rejecting the commandment of God in order to establish your tradition. This is Jesus speaking. For Moses said, honor your father and your mother, and whoever reviles father or mother must surely die. But you say, if a man tells his father or his mother, whatever you have gained from me is Corbin, that is given to God, then you're no longer, then you no longer permit him to do anything for his father or mother, thus making void the word of God by your tradition that you've handed down and many such things you do. So Jesus is speaking to this, this, uh, this, this thing that the Pharisees would do. And he said, many things like this you do where you're elevating the tradition and using that tradition and mingling it into the Old Testament law, essentially to live selfishly. Mm. So, so he says, you're actually rejecting the commandment of God in order to establish your tradition. And so honoring your mother and your father, suddenly you don't have to do that because uh, these resources, really the context is, is helping your aging parents uh, and the, the aging around us. And so uh, the way they were getting around that was by just dedicating what could have been given to their parents and just calling it Corbin, which is I'm dedicating this to God. And then it was given to the temple and the priests were okay with that. and. A lot of uh, a lot of Pharisees were good with that, but that was actually selfish, and so that was a situation where they were uh, they weren't following what the law was was there for for loving your neighbor. Yeah. Uh, they were putting their their own needs <clears throat> first. So uh, 
and Jesus is very aware of that. And so the family, the nuclear family, the biological family, the question is, is very important to Jesus. So that, that passage is about the sort of the nuclear, the, the, the biological family where there's a, spe- a specific need there. Uh, and even Jesus uh, was aware of this in the book Storm Tossed Family. Russell Moore, that I've been recommending, Russell Moore says this uh, at one point in the book. He says, Jesus was careful to keep his law on our behalf, even from the cross itself, as he made arrangements for the care of his mother. So in John 19, he's on the cross and he looks down at John and he's making arrangements for his own earthly mother, which is is honoring his mother and his father. Um, And in in that situation, he is putting the needs of his mother first. But what I was sort of addressing on Sunday was the other things that were very controversial that Jesus said that Russell Moore picks up on in in the book Storm Toss Family, where he, he just says, you know, some of the things that Jesus said about the family are some of the most controversial things that he said. For instance... Uh, there's a this this part in uh, in Luke, I believe, where uh, I actually may have the reference wrong here, but anyway, his mothers and his brothers come and they're standing outside, and a crowd sitting around him, and they tell Jesus, "Your mother and your brothers are outside seeking you," and he answers them and says, "Who are my mother and my brothers?" Mm. And looking about at those who sat around him, he said, "Here are my mother and my brothers." which could have been very encouraging for the people around them. But then uh, what about, what about, is that insulting? (laughs) Kind of insulting. Yeah, you're insulting (laughs) the fact that, hey, your mom and dad are outside looking for you and you should stop everything that you do and put family first. And Jesus is saying, actually, I'm the king and I usher in a new kingdom. And this new kingdom has new brothers and new sisters and, uh, and, and he'll go on to say very controversial things. Like in Luke 14, he says, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Mm. And what he's speaking about there is not this, he's not advocating this, have, have an emotional despising hatred towards, uh, towards the people that God has given to you, your father and your mother and your kids. Uh, we're called to love our, our family around us, but not love our family more than we love God. So that same yeah. passage in Matthew, or rather Mark says, whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. So that's the idea. That hates is a kind of a Semitic word for loving something more than another thing. And so what he's saying there is don't put love of family above love of God. And uh, because if you do, then you're making an idol out of family. We can do that in the church world too. We can just kind of take the same idea of family and just kind of baptize it, put some words around it. But really it's all about elevating Mm. us and elevating our family and putting our family first because we think that's that's really a godly thing when it can actually just be, uh, it actually can just be, be idolatry, really. Yeah. You just be baptizing yeah. the values of the city and the values of the culture, and and so that's kind of putting family first in a way that is uh, is not healthy. So if I could go back to the original question, I think you know, uh, should we prioritize the needs of our family over the over our church family? And I guess the short answer to that is yes, 
Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes we should. And that will show up uh, maybe more often than we're putting the needs before our biological family because we're, we are following a king and we're following the king's priorities in the kingdom. And so it's no longer about just my immediate family. It's about Jesus. So if we're putting Jesus first above all other things, sometimes the priorities of the local church are going to take center stage and they should because our life is primarily connected to Christ and connected to a new family with a new father. We talked about that on Sunday. And so the needs of that community are going to come up and the priorities of that community are going to come up often and meeting with those people regularly and praying and bearing one another another's burdens. I can't do that if I'm just focused on my like immediate family. I can't yeah, bear yeah, yeah. other people's burdens if I am just focused on my family or putting family first. Yeah. But I'm careful about that because there are moments and seasons of our, of our life where we do need to put our biological family first. And so I was kind of uh, thinking about that question. I was reminded that there was a real season of our life where we, we needed help in terms of, uh, uh, in terms of one of our children, we went to a, 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 a adoption and a foster, uh, conference. And we learned some things there about, there are times when our kids need us to slow down Mm. and connect with them at a heart level. And I remember hearing a testimony from a a lady who, uh, they ended up having to leave churches because they were overcommitted and they didn't know how to pull away and, and, and to say no to certain obligations and commitments of ministries that they were a part of. Yeah. They didn't know how to be late to church and, and in their life, they needed to, to learn to slow down yeah. and connect with their child and be okay with being late to church or doing yeah. less ministries at the church. So that's still putting Jesus first, but for, for you know, there are moments where we have to put, put the needs of our family uh, above serving in a particular program. But I just, yeah. you know, I just want to be careful there. I, I, right, you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, there's definitely a balance to be struck there because on on the one end, kind of to your point, there's there's this temptation, especially in our culture of, <laughs> I like how you said, baptizing our cultural values of, you know, uh, setting your child up for life and making sure that everything has to do with what they're doing. Right. Or, or um, you know, so, so it can easily become... Uh, I'm so focused on my family that I'm no longer serving at my church. I'm no longer using my gifts to edify the body. And that's something we're called to do. But also I I love the balance that you're, you're kind of calling us to of saying like, even so there are times when you might be drawn to serve more. Cause I I think we can make an idol out of our family, but we can also make an idol out of our positions or the ways we serve at the church. Uh, you know, we feel needed. We like that feeling, sure. you know, those yes. sorts of things too. Absolutely. So, yep. so there's definitely a balance to be struck there, but that was really helpful, man. Yeah. Um, I, I, I really think it's important. Like a lot of what you're talking about on Sunday really had to do, um, you know, a lot of it had to do with how we relate to one another at church, our brothers and sisters in Christ as our, as our family, but mm-hmm. also of how we relate to God as father. Um, mm-hmm. Could you speak to that some? Because, you know, I think that you talk about the sum on Sunday. We do find great difficulty sometimes mm-hmm. really envision God as our father. Yes. Why, why do you think it's so difficult for people to relate to God as father? That's a really good question. Um, so much of it has to do with the reality that we, 
we come from a context of imperfect fathers. Mm. And um, even in, in families where a dad is just stellar and just amazing, it can be disillusioning to their kids when they discover dad uh, isn't so great. Dad has made mistakes. Uh, or in some cases, dad's got a past, dad's got a story, and it, it can be a, a bit of a crisis. Now, there's other people that there is no crisis because they lived in crisis because uh, dad was uh, was quite broken throughout their childhood or not there or not yeah. available or emotionally disconnected or working all the time. And, um, and, and so all of us have an example of a dad and an example of a father. And so then we, we come to scripture and we see Jesus saying kind of as step one uh, into in relating with God is to pray this way. So when the disciples saw Jesus pray, it was so different than how they saw the Pharisees pray. Hmm. They asked him, teach us to pray. We've seen other people pray. We've, you know, we've attempted prayer but we're seeing something different go on when you pray to your father, teach us to pray. And Jesus mm. very simply says, start here. When you pray, say, father. And right there, you've got disciples, most of them young men, yeah. with some good examples of fathers and some really bad examples of fathers. Uh, and that's where we see Jesus teach them about a heavenly father who is good and perfect. And we need this. We need Jesus to inform us of who the father is and what the father's like. And thankfully, Jesus is the perfect reflection of a father. So if we want to know who, what's the father like, hmm. we're supposed to look at Jesus and yeah. say, this is what the father is like. And... Uh, and that's supposed to inform us in terms of how we're supposed to, th we're not supposed to think of like images of, I don't know, whatever images yeah. come of a, of a father, yeah, but yeah, sometimes yeah. in picture books, this is not right. a big beard or I don't know, <laughs> just come up on my, I don't know. It's just kind of these, these weird images, Yeah. but we're supposed to think compassion. We're supposed to think grace. We're supposed to think power. Yeah. Uh, we're supposed to think wisdom, mm. kindness, uh, these kinds of things as we approach our father. And where we where we uh, where we come with these other ideas of stinginess, because mm. sometimes that that has to do with the way that we relate to yeah. God as a father. Maybe our dads were stingy. Yeah. That's yeah. really the lie of the devil in mm. in the uh, garden yeah. is that God's holding out on you mm. and he's not benevolent. He's really not generous. Point. He's holding something back from you. So they grab at something that they think their father's holding back from them and. Um, and we do the same thing. We relate to God this way. That's why mm. when Jesus is talking about the Father, he says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. And he says, which one of you fathers? You're, you're evil. You're, you're pretty much, you're pretty a wicked bunch of people. Uh, which one of you, you evil dads, would ever give your son like a scorpion if he asked for a loaf of bread? I forget yeah. exactly what, what the imagery yeah, is yeah, there. Yeah. But if he, and Jesus, so, it's such so dramatic. I'm yeah. just gonna, oh, hey, I want a piece of bread. Hey, here, here, son, here's a scorpion. It's just this comical uh, moment that Jesus is teaching. Everybody's like, of course not. No. We're pretty bad, but we wouldn't do that. And yeah. this is how much, how much more gracious, loving, kind, generous is your heavenly Father? So He speaks, He speaks and teaches so much on 
that concept that I think is pretty important for us to think about in terms of a family. Yeah. We come from brokenness, right? But we're not left broken. We're, we have a we have a father who loves us and cares about us. Yeah, that's good. Um, well, I mean, on the on the topic of broken families, one of the one of the uh, the biggest, you know relational struggles that there can be in families is between parents and children. Mm. Um, and I think it, it works out. You're going to be teaching this summer, uh, a class on parenting. Mm. Would you mind talking a little bit about that class? And I mean, will you be touching on topics like we talked about this last week, like favoritism and, um, just the kind of issues that can, uh, that we can think about in terms of how children relate with parents and how parents relate with children. What, what will the class be like? Yeah, it's uh, it's a it's going to be a video based class. It's uh, it's put on by Family Life, and it's the Art of Parenting. We're actually going to start with a, mo- a movie. We're gonna oh, cool. We're we're going to be the only class this summer that starts with a with a movie. So we're gonna Sweet. we're gonna watch a movie together, eat some popcorn, uh, and then from there it's going to get get real get real like yeah, get yeah, real yeah. and a little raw and honest and and uh, a little gritty because we're gonna talk about what our expectations are mm. in parenting we're gonna talk about our struggles we're gonna talk about uh all in in real practical things so it's gonna be kind of a an overview of how we should think about parenting but we're also gonna get practical we're gonna talk about yeah. discipline and how do you set expectations and how do you get into a routine and the thing about about the class is that people are coming into this topic from a lot of different places of parenting. Some are brand new parenting and so, parents, and so you're just you're coming in with a real felt need in terms of like how do I get my child to sleep through the night and on a schedule and uh, and in, in terms of marriage, how do I like emotionally connect when I'm so physically drained and mm. all that kind of stuff. So we'll talk about that. And then there's some parents that are you know like our like M- Michelle and I, my wife and I. Our kids are like entering into the, they are already in the teen years and we got another one on the way that are entering into the teen years. And so now we're navigating like other kinds of relational things and other kinds of temptations and different Mm -hmm. kinds of expectations and disappointments and parenting and different practical things that we need. But what's really helpful when we, when we come together is that different seasons can learn from each other. Yeah. So when I, when my kids were really little, it was it was helpful to get that peer to peer kind of season to season counsel from other people. Mm-hmm. But what I really wanted to hear from, I wanted to hear from somebody that was in the next chapter over, like yeah. that had a little bit older kids who had lived through this season. Because that's most I was like in survival mode. I just yeah, want to see yeah, who yeah. survived this season and came out okay. <laughs> not maybe not a gold medal, but you came out okay. Yeah, and you could just breathe some life in, into me. That's gonna be okay. Yeah, and that's what I also hope happens in this class cool. is that we're we're we talk about the real practical temptations of favoritism and. And, and other things, but but that we really, uh, we draw from each other. We draw encouragement from one another too. So it's going to be fun. Yeah. I hope everybody jumps into a class. Yeah, this one or sure. This one or, or, and you're teaching one on, on Christology, which is yeah, so cool. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, I'm excited about that. Yeah. So it's going to be a fun time. Yeah. On that, on that note, uh, this Sunday, we're going to have all the teachers out yes. at, uh, you know, out in the lobby and you can, um, what are we doing out in the lobby? Are we like, oh, it's going to be kind of like a circus. Like I'm going to be blowing like fire. <laughs> um, you're, you're going to be on a, uh, a unicycle, right? 
Something, something, something like, like that. that. Probably uh, not, though. Uh, no, we're, we'll have handouts, uh, and then we'll just be available for any questions. But we're really urging you guys, go ahead, get signed up for classes, uh, and uh, jump online right now. Go to the Grace Church Frisco website, and uh, you can register there. Um, but yeah, that's the big push this Sunday. Obviously, it's not the cutoff, but we'd really like to get you guys uh, scheduled and registered by this yep. Sunday so uh, we can... Just uh, have everything organized and ready to go come, yep. uh, you know, about the middle of June. So we're excited for it. Man, yep. it's going to be a good time. It's going to be great. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's all the questions we, you know, we wanted to talk through this week. And I know that, you know, we had um, we had kind of left off on a Star Wars quiz last week. And there's more we questions did. we could ask. Now, here's here's something that we could discuss Sarah listened to that episode and she said that we completely lost her. She texted me and complained that we talked about Star Wars too much. And okay, fair enough. Yeah, and so what I told her was deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got some more questions for you. <laughs> you have more Star Wars questions? Yeah, dude. You, you don't want to talk about the you don't want to talk about NBA and the finals? No, or? I don't want to talk about that. Okay, it makes fine. me angry. Okay. It's really frustrating. What what are you frustrated about? In 10 uh, seconds, what are you frustrated about? I'm frustrated that teams can get the lead and they can't hold on to it and the Warriors take advantage of that and they always get the lead back. And I I called it as soon as it went into uh-huh. overtime. I knew that it was done. I wow. knew that the Trailblazers were done. They were going to lose. There's no yes. way they can handle it. And with three of their main dudes out. It's that part is pretty ridiculous. amazing. That, that so, is pretty amazing. You know, and I still harbor a lot of anger because I'm from Cleveland, so they're just kind of like a mortal enemy. But yes. now that LeBron is gone, he's off doing his own little thing and you know, making movies and, you know, not really doing much anymore. It's like, dude, you could have, you could have went out big and at least in Cleveland, you would have, you basically, you're definitely in the playoffs. Yeah. You are most likely in the finals because you don't have any competition in the East, but now you, you went and blew it. Yeah. So yeah. there's that. I was all excited mm. for LeBron. I said to myself, Hey, who knows? He's going to go out there. He's going to, you know, get some more rings. No, he's not. He's yeah. out there with his family playing with all their money and making movies <laughs> and acting like he's still a part of that. So here's my complaint. Yes. If you're going to be in the NBA, be in the NBA. This is what Craig talks about. Be in your place. Be, yes. be in your Stay place. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. If you're going to be in the NBA, be <laughs> really good in the NBA. If you're going to go and make movies, go and make movies. But dude can't do it both apparently. So we'll see. I don't know, man. I mean, I get no. it was his first season in LA. And so is, so is, are the Warriors going to win? Know. Dude, of course they are. Okay. That's all they do. Okay. Oh, here's another thing. I, I'm getting myself in so much trouble right now. I, I don't I'm know. I'm going if, for the Bucks here. I, I want the Bucks. I would love it. Yeah, I, I think, think it's great. I'm going yeah. for anyone who's not the Warriors. Okay. They they've won enough. Okay. But yeah, uh, yeah I mean, I'm gonna get myself in trouble here. Durant, dude, he had no glory. Did you see that when he finally got his his finals win? He finally got his ring, and no one cared. He was all celebrating and no teammates came up and congratulated I did, I him. I don't it remember just, that. No one cared. And no, it's just like, dude, oh. you blew it. You were with Oklahoma City. You you couldn't beat the Warriors, so you had to join them so you could get your ring. <laughs> yeah, you're so gonna that's get, just yeah, how it came there, across, you're gonna Send all the the emails to Jared. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just any... <laughs> Any I obviously have opinions out there. We're pretty close to Oklahoma. So, so anyways, dude, you're there the one you who brought up the NBA. Yeah. So this is your okay, fault. So what's your, what's is you have two or three dude, Star, Star I, Wars questions? I don't even know. I'm not even in a, in a good mood okay, anymore. Okay. On Monday, I, I literally 
from that conversation with the podcast, you asked what I what I, I saw you I saw you Sunday. We had community group. Yeah, the last for sure. Uh, on Monday, I watched the Last Jedi. Ooh, how did it go? I found out that I. I don't know what I was remembering about The Last Jedi, just a few things that I just didn't really like about the the milk scene. Luke Skywalker's <laughs> drinking some oh. strange milk. It's not even about <laughs> drinking it. It's about the way he gets it. Yeah. It's so disturbing. It's so bizarre. I think that was the, that was okay. the most George Lukean thing of yes. that movie. And then the little the little <laughs> Ewok kind of things. I, there were a few things like that that I didn't like, but in general, I'm going back, I'm watching that movie, and I'm going, this is Brilliant! Yeah. This movie is phenomenal. Mm. So t- for all the listeners out there who, who haven't turned off the podcast at this point, uh, watch The Last Jedi. It's pretty phenomenal. Yeah. It, and I think it's, a, I think it is, is what's coming after this mm. trilogy wraps up. It, it's, it, it's cool though. I like Blue it. Blue milk is the future. It's really good. Yeah. Dude, here's something really interesting that yeah. completely blew my mind. So today is, what's today's date? Today's the 21st, two days ago, May 19th was the 20th anniversary of episode one Phantom I saw Menace. that too. I That's saw that. disgusting to me. <laughs> yeah. Like, great lightsaber scenes. I just... Introdu- in- introducing Darth Maul was amazing. Yeah, and give him two lines of dialogue and then kill him. But the Senate the Senate <laughs> meetings and all of that just... Yeah. Just really bad. Yeah. and Little uh, Anakin. Little Annie. Are you an angel? <laughs> oh, dude. The forced... Let's just say this. The ridiculously forced C-3PO cameo <laughs> is the worst part of the movie. I was just yeah. thinking about it. It's not Jar Jar. Yeah. It's the fact that they had to throw C-3PO. And that Darth Vader created, Anakin made C-3PO. Yeah. Is that, that's the single most forced thing ever. All right, so yeah. we're, we're probably over on that. So if you have any, what, what's the... It doesn't matter, man. Do you know the answer to these questions? Yeah, I do. Okay, what Okay, here's one. This is an easy one. Complete the quote. Okay. Never tell me the blank. The odds. Yeah, good. Han Solo. There you go. Han Solo. When okay. does he say that? Uh, uh, when he's introduced. So, Star Wars, the original. This is, that's really gross to me that you. Empire Strikes Empire Back. Empire Strikes Back. Okay. They're going into the. They're going, we're going into, into the asteroid field. Gotcha. Yeah. Never tell me the odds. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And C three. I thought maybe like, he said that before that. But okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who played Lando Calrissian originally? The actor. Uh, come on. Come on. I'm, I'm, I'm blanking out. What do you mean originally? He's back. He's back in this. That's in the next true, movie. isn't it? Well, I think it's in reference to the um, solo movie where. I'm sorry. I'm forgetting okay. the actor's name. <sighs> I keep wanting to say Denzel Washington. It's not Denzel. <laughs> this is all, it's, oh, Denzel's in a lot of movies. He was never in Star Wars. Dude. It's probably just because I love Denzel. Denzel's like my favorite. Yeah, he's actor, awesome. He'd be so. great in Star Wars. He would. Billy D. Williams. Billy D. Of uh, course, so Billy good. D. Sorry. Which yeah. hand did Luke Skywalker lose? His right hand. Yes. Good. Yes. Very good. Who killed the Emperor? Is this a trick question? It's not. Who killed him? Supposedly, Darth Vader killed. Supposedly, him. supposedly because well, he's because back there, in yeah, the that's next true in that's the next movie. Nobody really dies. Yeah. Nobody really dies. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. Okay, which episode number is Revenge of the Sith? Episode number. Do you really have to think uh, about this? Three. Yeah, there you go. Well, yeah. it's not your fault because George Lucas decided. Yeah, I had to go, you have to count them. Hey, back. I yeah. want to start a story right in the middle. Yes. <laughs> with episode four. How did Luke dispose of Vader's body? How did, oh, he he uh, he burned it. Yeah, with like a bunch a, of Ewoks like dancing around it and stuff. 
<laughs> drumming on da, da, <laughs> drumming on stormtrooper helmets. Da, da. Oh, it's so the, cringy. The, the num yums. <laughs> Num yum, num yum. Isn't that the worst? That's the oh, worst that's part. good. Num yum. Oh man, <laughs> complete the quote. Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. You are my only hope. Yeah, come on, you're good at this. Millennium Falcon made the Kessel Run in less than how many parsecs? Uh, I'll give you multiple choice: 12, 23, 34, or forty-five. Twelve. Yep, it's good. Nice. Uh, who plays Ray? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, what's her name? I don't know her name, actually. Oh, I, yeah. I never. Daisy Ridley. Daisy Ridley. Okay, well, this yeah. was another lackluster round. Yeah. Thanks, Rob. Well, <laughs> I'm committed to the story. So no, for sure. I'm all, I'm all in. To, to be fair, yes. uh, you were the one who said you were going to quiz me this week. I and did, and so. I forgot to. I forgot. I think I had a question I was going to ask you, but then I Oh, dude, it. come on. What's the question? I'm I want to answer it. I man. It had to do. I think it had to do with The Last Jedi, but I forgot. I forgot what I was going to ask you. All right. Next week, I'm going to ask you to do an impression, any impression of a Star Wars person, character, or creature. Okay. Uh, likewise. Okay. I've got a few I can do, so I'm okay. pretty excited about that. Okay. Yeah. I can do it. I, I can try a Chewbacca. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, I'm excited. Very good. I figure most people go with Yoda. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll work on that. <laughs> <laughs> most people will be like, oh, I could do a Yoda. And it's just like, no, you can't do Yoda. Don't, don't ever do that again. I think I think it's a prerequisite to be Don't a dad. Ever do that. To, yeah, I think it's a prerequisite for dads to say like, "Oh, I could be Yoda." Oh, hello. And it's like, no, that doesn't even sound like Yoda. I think it's a, a step towards humility to, to at least try. To, you think to, so? To, to do Yoda. Well, that's true. There's yes. no more putting yourself out there than yes. to try an impression without really practicing and being ready. Yeah. All you have to do is watch plenty of Muppet movies because <laughs> the reality is is that you know uh, Yoda's voice is uh, is Frank Oz. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Who also voiced, this is uh, free for anybody who's still listening to this podcast. <laughs> They're all gone. Uh, this is just gone. you and me, man. It's just me and you at this point. <laughs> Maybe one other person yeah, in the church right. listening to this. <laughs> Rob Black. <laughs> Thanks for sticking with Thanks, us, man. Rob. <laughs> this is for you. Uh, Frank Oz, who voiced Miss Piggy and yeah. Fozzie Bear. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it's it's Fozzie. <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. It's yeah. just that it's the same voice. It's like, oh, oh. Yeah, exactly. It's the same sort of thing. <laughs> okay. Anyways. All right. So, you know, good. that that was good trivia right there. I like that. That was pretty good. Yes. Anyways. Yeah. All right, man. Well, thanks right. for joining us again and uh, looking forward to next week with you, man. Looking forward to Sunday yes. as well. So it'll be good. Reminder, hey, if you haven't registered for classes, come out on Sunday and ask some questions and find, you know. Find us in the lobby. Yeah. We'll be there waiting for you. Yes. Cool. You guys have a great week. See ya. Bye-bye.